0: Hello, I'm Stephen Woodford. I'm Chief Executive Officer of the UK's Advertising Association. Now, throughout my career, I've had the chance to see the power our industry holds in driving positive social change. And it is this power that drove us at the Advertising Association, along with the IPA and ISBA, to launch in 2020, Adnet Zero. It's an industry-wide initiative for advertising to reach net zero in the UK in advertising operations by the end of 2030. I'm delighted to be your host together with Seb Munden of this podcast series, where we'll be talking about the sustainability challenges and opportunities within the advertising industry's path to net zero. In these conversations with industry leaders, we'll discuss the five actions of the Adnet Zero Action Plan ranging from curbing emissions from production to using the advertising's power to support consumer behaviour change and how businesses in our industry might achieve these. Now the climate crisis is obviously a global problem and one that concerns us all and in which we all play a role in solving we're very happy to welcome you into the adnet zero world and we hope that we can give you some ideas on how to join us on this journey and what your role is in it hello everybody i'm stephen woodford uh, this is our third episode of the Adnet Zero podcast series. Uh, this is all about action two in our program. And um, we're going to be talking to you through action two of the Adnet Zero plan, which is about how we curb emissions from advertising production. And we'll be introducing you to AdGreen. Green. And I'm joined by two colleagues that I'm delighted to have to this conversation today because they are absolute experts in this field. So first of all, can I introduce Tracy Dunn. Tracy, please say a few words of introduction.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Hello, um, everybody. Delighted to be here today. My name is Tracy Dunn. I am Global Director of Industry Relations at APR, Advertising Production Resources, which is a global production company. Um, And uh, I guess a bit of history on me, I've been at APR for three, just over three years now, um, and uh, wearing several hats, um, but one of which is um, being responsible for developing a uh, sustainability within production uh, kind of service um, and uh, uh, an offering within uh, APR for clients that wish to uh, reduce their carbon emissions within reju- within production. Uh, we're also a founding member of AdGreen Green and a Ad Net Zero supporter. Uh, I was previous to APR uh, twenty two years at uh, the uh, Trade Association ISBAR in the UK within their consultancy and best practice team.
0: Thank you, Tracy, and delighted to have you here. And uh, over to now to to my colleague Joe, uh, who is now the director of AdGreen. Joe.
2: Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, great to be here today and with Tracy as well. Uh, So I am the project director of Ad Green, as Stephen mentioned. I come from a production background. I worked as a production manager for many years on shoots of all shapes and sizes. um, And I started Ad Green as a a side project um, and it's now become my full-time job, very happily.
0: And I'm absolutely delighted that Jo's little side hustle from her kitchen table in Edinburgh has now become uh, such a formidable programme Uh, to help our business reduce the emissions that come from production. This is an important part of the end-to-end advertising process, obviously. So production, we think, is probably accountable for around about between 15 and 20% of the emissions that come from advertising operations. So being able to measure and manage and then reduce the emissions from production is an absolutely critical part of our journey to get the advertising industry to net zero over the coming years. So from your kitchen table in Edinburgh to now uh, uh, a globally available tool, just give us a little sense of the journey and the companies that have supported us to make this possible.
2: Of course. So still actually working at my kitchen table in Edinburgh, but sort of um, as, as HQ leader. Um, so Ag Green began uh, in, back in 2014 when I was working on a lot of shoots and seeing a lot of waste um, you know, so sort of whole sets that are being trashed at the end of the day and, you know, those sorts of sort of visual cues. And that was really my gateway drug into the world of sustainable production. I kicked off my sort of research by talking to the team at Albert, uh, which is sort of the big brother of Ad Green. So that's the um, equivalent project that's run out of BAFTA for the film and TV industry. And I realized that waste really was the sort of tip of the iceberg and really flying around the world to create these projects was actually a much bigger issue so fast forward to 2020 and we had an amazing group of companies um, come together to support us to be able to actually launch ad green properly um, with some funding behind us enabled us to do a few different things which we'll talk about in a moment so we had the support of um, the uk trade bodies so isbar representing brands uh, the ipa representing the sort of creative agencies the APA on the production side, and the AOP um, from the stills world as well, as well as um, a number of leading industry players, so Adam and Eve, DDB, APR, which obviously Tracy's been a massive supporter of us, uh, Dentsu, Google, Havas, IPG, Publicis Group, Sky, Unilever, and WPP. So a really amazing group of companies that have enabled us to, to do what we've been doing for the past couple of years. So we have two very clear aims. One is to enable the advertising production community to measure their productions and understand which activities have the biggest impact. And secondly, to empower them to reduce emissions based on what they know from that measurement piece. So, helping them work towards zero carbon, zero waste. How do we do that? Well, we offer um, really, we think of three key things. So, starting off with training, so understanding what a footprint is, why it's relevant, what carbon is, you know, whether a cup of tea has more carbon than a you know glass of champagne, for example, which we'd know financially, but not necessarily in terms of carbon. Then thinking about measurements, so using our tool, our carbon calculator to do that. And then finally using the resources we have to help you make those reductions that you need to make. Um, So it's really a collaborative process. Our tool allows everyone to work together to measure emissions. Uh, So that's agencies and production companies and service companies where relevant and allows brands and production consultancies to review the footprints too, so that everyone can be involved in the conversation. Um, So hopefully sort of accelerating the progress towards the net zero goal that we have as an industry.
0: Thank you, Joe. And Tracy, from from an APR point of view, obviously you have a global perspective on, Production and the whole process of, of production, so you see many, many different uh, opportunities and solutions. What what made you, as a company, get behind, Ad Green as a particular initiative?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned uh, uh, spending. Uh, Many Moons at uh, Isbar, which is when I first actually met Joe um, and we had a meeting of minds many, 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 many moons ago um, (laughs) to, you know, try to tackle this issue. You know, uh, I was the kind of in-house production expert expert at that time. And and actually once I'd sat down with uh, Joe and, and Frankie also at that time. Um, and listen to them talk about you know what what the you know what the potential damage was that we were causing, um, but also uh, what we needed. It made perfect sense to me. And her very clear vision at the at the outset was that we needed to be able to measure. We needed to be able, we needed that de- data in order to improve. And I wholeheartedly agreed with that then, and I still agree with that now. And so when I came over to, to APR. Um, and, and heard that Joe had then been backed by the AA and there was a, you know, a, a real possibility of the carbon calculator becoming a reality. Um, I really wanted APR to be involved in that. And frankly, we, I was pushing on a very, very open door. This is something that Gillian, our founder, had been talking about uh, within production for, for a long, long time. Um, and uh, they were very keen to be involved and, and bring something this valuable to the production industry, um, so that we can then try to help our clients, um, educate them, and help them on their journey towards uh, net zero and more sustainable production practices.
0: Thank you very much, Tracy. And I, and I think for us, uh, when we were in the very early days of Ad Green, having somebody with your expertise and a company like yours, which you know, whose, whose business is to look at the 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 real detail and procurement drivers and cost drivers and so on of production, Uh, having a company like yours champion this has been hugely helpful, Uh, as has been the support we've had from the other major advertising networks and Google and Unilever and Sky and so on. So we've got an amazing group of companies that have backed this. And they all backed it because, I think for a similar reason, They, they want to see a really comprehensive tool that, that in effect that everybody can be using across the industry. Um, we're not, you know, clearly there are the tools out there, and there are some other, I'm sure, excellent production tools out there. But I think there was a sense from this group that they wanted to see something that was really purpose built for advertising. And perhaps Joe, you could talk a little bit more in detail about how Ad Green actually works. You know, what are the tools and the training that we actually offer through the Ad Green process?
2: Yeah, of course. So. We, as I mentioned, we talk about these three things, tools, training, and resources. So we kick off, or we like people to kick off with the training, really, because it gives them the the sort of background knowledge they need to to set them up for success. We are currently uh, retooling this a little bit because we've learned some things over the past couple of years, and especially since we launched our tool last September. So we're just rejigging and beefing it up to make it even better. Um, And we'll be releasing our updated training in October. So we'll have um, a really kind of flagship one hour session, which will cover a little bit of climate crisis background, as well as how the production element of advertising sort of contributes to that. and, and then what to do about it. So ultimately, you want people to come out feeling very positive, to feel they understand a little bit about how the tool works and to understand what their role might be, whether they're a brand, a production company or an agency. And, and then from there, it's really moving on to actually using the tool. Um, so how to gather the data you need, how to sort of use your budget as a bit of a guide on that if you're an agency or production company uh, user of the tool, how to enter it nice and quickly, and if you're a brand or a production consultant, how to actually use that data to help you make decisions. You know, we're talking now about the possibility of sort of having three scripts on the table um, for a brand along with three budgets and Three carbon footprints. So there's an extra element you can have to help you make those decisions when it comes to kind of procurement and and how you go about creating that piece of work as well. Um, and the final thing is the resources. So we have a resources guide as well as a number of things um, to help you sort of make reductions in very specific areas like low energy lighting, for example, um, to really help people understand what to do next. And everything falls into one of four categories. So we always talk about uh, spaces. So all the different spaces people use to make um, to make work, uh, travel and transport, which is often the biggest, especially if air travel is involved. Uh, materials, so lots of all the sort of different things we might bring together to create sets, for example. As well as the catering, um, and finally waste. So waste is actually, generally speaking, the smallest, unless you've got a very very large. Um, uh, you're perhaps set that you're going to dispose of um, but we always talk about those four things so the calculator is categorized into those four areas as well as the resources so everything kind of follows through um, through that process so start with the training get on the tool then get into the resources
0: thank you very much joe jo. and i think the the it's so important i think for people if they're if they're not aware of the context of the climate crisis to see that contextual piece first because Mm. That really puts, I think, the urgency into doing this. The decisions that you take day in, day out when you're creating and making and distributing advertising can have a really big carbon footprint. And Definitely. you can make choices that doesn't, don't compromise quality, don't compromise cost, don't compromise the reach of your uh, campaign that will significantly reduce the carbon. But until you can make this visible, you know, yes. until, until these Calculators like this were available. This was all invisible. It was all guesswork.
2: Sustainability, as you were
0: saying, Joe, focused on on the waste and single-use plastics, which we now know is an absolutely important but trivial uh, part of the overall footprint of of production. Um, Tracy, I'm going to ask a question to you about, first of all, how big do you see the opportunities in reducing emissions from from production? And also, a, a sort of second part to that, how important is that to... The clients that you're talking to
1: um so i mean i think having now started to work with with apr clients on uh, sustainability initiatives within production um, It feels to me like one of the biggest opportunities we've actually got now is this long-term behaviour change. I really do think that now that we have the ability to track and measure that data through the calculator and understand exactly where the largest contributors are to individual productions, we have the uh, ability to potentially change the way we produce advertising content forever, potentially, and, as you say for the better Stephen this doesn't necessarily have to be an offset it doesn't necessarily have to be um, anything that's going to impact the quality of the creative and the output it's just about operating in a different way and I think that's I think that's the most one of the most exciting opportunities that we have in front of us at the moment um it's- I mean, from our perspective, we've started to embed these uh, measurement and reduction targets driven by the data that we're receiving from the Ad Green calculator. And on the back of that, we've been able to issue solid and practical guidelines from clients to their agencies and production partners, advising them exactly what is expected of them in front of and behind the camera to help their clients reduce those production footprints. I mean, I there will obviously be a period of transition into these new ways of working and new working practices. But one would hope that with this data driven strategy that we've got now, uh, eventually there will be these new working practices will become the norm and will be embraced across the board. Agencies and production companies will just operate in that way without having to be told by their clients or um to Having to be given a specific set of guidelines, but while we're on that journey, I think that's a very, very key component um, of what needs to be done. Just touching on your last part of the question about the importance, you know, I think if we are looking at the, you know, that we have the moral and ethical side, where you know, obviously it's incredibly important that we that we do this to help save our planet, Um, but. You know, from a kind of more commercial point of view, uh, you know, consumers are continuing to vote with their pounds and their dollars by choosing more sustainable products, um, even if they have a higher p- price point. And so, you know, cons- uh, brands are going to continue to be under the microscope scope from a, from a sustainability claims perspective. And not just about their messaging and their product um, and their packaging, but, you know, ultimately they're going to have to start to demonstrate exactly how they're uh, producing the content that that their consumers are seeing. Um, And I think that's something that brands have to be really, really cognizant of at this point. You know, it only takes one keyboard warrior to be out there um, to creating a massive headache for a brand that might have a very, very sustainable story to tell with regards to their product supply chain. But they may may just not have got to the having, you know, having that 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 finite view of how the production itself was made. And it could end up completely um, you know, ruining the story that they have to tell. So I think it is going to be increasingly important for brands to be able to demonstrate sustainability throughout their entire supply chain, through from their product to their marketing.
0: Tracy, that's such an important point about, in effect, the integrity of the production. At every step of the way, particularly if you're obviously promoting a sustainable product or service, but even if you're not promoting a particularly you know, sustainability-driven product or service, you know, I think it's increasingly incumbent on every partner in the process from production company, agency, advertiser, service company to look at the choices they make and look at how they can reduce the emissions that come from those choices. So, Joe, perhaps we could now think about the scale of this, how many commercials are being made, what the sort of levels of spend are, um, just to sort of you know put some context around what we're trying to achieve here.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, you've mentioned that it's a part of the process. There's obviously media as well. Um, And we know sort of ad production spend is approximately 10%, where media spend is 90% of a total. Um, So we know that from sort of doing some calculations over the past couple of years. So it's small in comparison there. But um, UK organisation Clearcast, who Clear Adverts for Broadcast, watched over 57,800 ads in 2021. The Australian uh, sort of equivalent reviews over 65,000 a year and France processes an average of 160 a day. So it's not an insignificant issue. There's a lot of work being made. And it's really just about how it's made. And just to sort of pick up on a couple of your previous points, Tracy, it's, you know, we are asking people to sort of think about long term changes here, but there aren't, Uh, It's not without sort of opportunities. Um, When we've been reviewing our training, we've been looking at sort of, you know, how you might navigate some of those um, sort of what you could call creative challenges. You know, if you're not going to sort of fly a a big team out to an exotic location anymore, what might you do instead? And we've obviously got um, we've already seen examples of sort of virtual cars being created and then just backdrops being filmed by local teams. We've also got virtual production sort of in its entirety where we could have virtual backdrops as well. Um, but we've also got, um, other opportunities and we were looking at, um, the Cadbury's gorilla ad, which could be called a sort of low carbon hero. You know, it's one set, one studio, um, one cast member, you know, very, very small in terms of its carbon, um, output, not that we've sort of measured it, but, you know, just anecdotally we can, we, we know that, but, you know, arguably considered one of the most creative ads Possibly of all time, you know. So it doesn't need to limit the creativity. It's just about knowing what the options are and, you know, what you might uh, sort of how you might approach one of the ads that you're making. That sort of is one of those fifty-seven thousand eight hundred that are being made in the UK every year. So, you know, there are real opportunities here um, for each and every one of us.
0: Joe, just I know we haven't had fifty-seven thousand eight hundred uh, productions <laughs> go through the calculator. At the Not moment, yet. But we've but we day now. got. Well over a thousand
2: now. (laughs) We do, yeah.
0: We're beginning to see the data coming through Mm -hmm. from finished productions. So just give us a sort of sense of the range of footprints that we're seeing from actual productions.
2: Yeah, of course. So we're going to publish some first sort of insights around November in our first annual review. But already we've seen, um, as you said, over a thousand projects. And for the ones that have been completed, um, which is currently up to about 200 we've seen a massive range. So the biggest is almost 110 tonnes, and I'll give you some context for that in a minute. So that was a five-day motion shoot creating three minutes of content, and the smallest is just a few kilos for a radio ad. So if you imagine you've just got a bit of post-production there to make that ad happen. And when we say 110 tonnes, what does that mean? Well, we know from Albert that the average footprint to create an hour of television content in uh, in their last annual report uh, was 5.7 tons, so that's 5.7 tons to create an hour of content, and this biggest ad was 110 to create a uh, three minutes of content. So, you know, obviously that's the biggest, and there are there are other sort of that sit, you know, much more towards that 5.7 mark. But there's a massive rate, massive range in our tool, and a lot of that 110 would have come from flights to bring people to the same place to shoot all together on a particular location, you know, so often we're talking about uh, scripts having emissions baked in, you know, the scripts where they require a particular location, a particular person who's not in the vicinity of the agency and the production company who've been instructed to make the piece of work. So, you know, it's thinking about things really early on. um, So you can avoid sort of as many of that those tons as possible Um, but yeah we're seeing a massive range and and it kind of generally falls in line with what you'd expect so the bigger the budget the bigger the footprint um so you know the sort of bigger ones tend to be the sort of hero tv ads for example um where they're quite large budgets and and generally speaking lots of people flying around
0: and i think in time we're going to be seeing obviously we're going to be publishing data in november which Mm -hmm. gives us some sort of beginning to get towards some benchmarks but ultimately Mm -hmm. i think we'd love to see you yeah, know, benchmarks, you know, whether it's per, I don't know, £100,000 of spend or mm-hmm. around time length. It's rather like Albert has now got like yes. TV, some very sophisticated benchmarks for different formats of television, so that as the producers and the, and the, the creators involved with that production can, can get some context about what they should be aiming at, what's possible yeah, for, for these particular productions.
2: Exactly. But,
0: um, so what we know already, Joe, from the, the knowledge we've got and the the, the, the training and the insights that, that people get from using the calculator. What do you what do you think people? You know, what, what tips would you offer to producers looking to reduce the carbon and waste during an advertising produce process?
2: So the tool really allows you to obviously measure, but then sort of drill down into the pieces that are creating the biggest impact. So without being able to give you a visual example, um, there's a kind of a pie chart and bar charts, as you'd expect, sort of, you know, classic data um, visualizations, but it allows you to see which section of your job um, is having the biggest impact on your footprint. So I talked about those four areas previously, so transport, spaces, materials, waste, and, um, The spaces are split out into a further sort of three sections to sort of line up with the production process. But it will allow you to see which one very easily is having the biggest impact. And then you can drill into that section and see which activity specifically is having that biggest impact. So it will vary job to job, but generally we'd expect it to be flights, as I've mentioned. But it could also be power from your studio if you're planning... Um, you know a big lighting setup for example or from your uh, generator fuel if you're not able to sort of run off batteries or use um, you know alternative sources of power um, and you've again got a big lighting setup or lots of um, you know sort of location vehicles to be keeping running Um, and then sort of the next thing would be materials so you know catering one of the easiest switches you can make is is catering vegan Um, and another thing that's the great if you do need someone to fly is flying economy economy will be usually a third of what it would be in business class in terms of carbon so there are some really easy switches and again you can use the tool to help you understand what those look like you know if you spot that one of your activities is particularly large seeing if you can adjust some of the variables you know for example switching meat to vegan and seeing what that difference is will help you make those decisions so we're really talking about you can't manage what you don't measure so really it's about measurement first to be able to then reduce in the best ways. You don't want to waste all of your time thinking we'll do recycling and thinking that's going to have a big impact when it isn't if there are other things that are within your control to change.
0: So Joe, is it possible for US-based ad production teams to access the tool and training right now?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So the tool is available globally. Um, and as I mentioned, has carbon factors for almost every country on Earth um, and many regions as well, such as the U.S. states. So wherever you are conducting your project from, if you're shooting the U.S., you can use those local factors or anywhere else as well. Um, we accept registrations to use the tool from any company that falls into one of our user groups. So brands and their parents, advertising agencies and their holding companies, production consultants, production companies and production service uh, companies, too. Um, And the updated online training I've mentioned will be coming out in the next few weeks. And those wishing to attend can select uh, to attend at a time convenient to their location. So that can be anywhere in the world at any time. Uh, The one thing we're working on is our funding mechanism. So currently in the UK we have a levy which raises funds for the project and that enables us to um, have a small team to support users. Um, to make changes and tweaks to the calculator when needed. Um, So we're looking at how to expand that beyond the UK so that we can provide support in other countries. So in answer to your question, yes, the tool and training can be accessed from the US. So those teams can start understanding their impact. And we'll be expanding that levy um, to generate income from the US and other key markets in the coming months, which will allow us to provide additional support in market. So in their time zone with local sort of production knowledge, just as we have in the UK.
0: So, Tracy, from your point of view at APR, advising many, many clients across the world about the best best ways to make uh, and produce advertising effectively, what are the best practices in your view when it comes to reducing the carbon emissions from production?
1: I think at the moment, Stephen, the best piece of advice I would give to a client and I do give to clients is really to have a, a solid strategy with clear targets and crystal clear practical guidance to share with their creative partners, as I touched on before. Uh, Because, you know, at the moment, most, nearly all organisations will have carbon reduction targets that they are uh, supporting with SPTIs and science-based targets and all of that ESG work that they're doing across their organisation, their product supply chain. But actually, there are not, enough people really taking a look at those targets through the lens of of marketing and production and really trying to work out what those targets mean from from the supply the creative supply chain perspective and so building a solid strategy around looking at those targets how do they play out in the marketing and production Um, elements of their supply chain and as I say then you know coming up with a strategy to reduce those um, those emissions and what's really important when we're working with clients in on these initiatives is making sure that you have that corresponding uh, guidance for um, their agency and production partners because Really, it, just issuing your targets to your agencies is not enough. Uh, everybody's learning at the moment and trying to understand what needs to be done. And you have to remember that agencies have multiple clients with multiple targets who are expecting their agencies to work out how to, how to help them meet those targets. Uh, so the for, the for me this part really does need to be client driven. Um, there needs to be a clear set of guidelines um, to those agencies and production partners, telling them exactly what's expected of them and what that strategy is and and by what time do they need to meet that you know, meet that end goal. I mean, each client's focus is going to be different, and so therefore their carbon reduction strategies are going to differ. But essentially reducing, as Joe touched on, travel, energy and waste in that order, um, and using the carbon you know—the carbon calculator or a carbon calculator to um, measure um, those emissions to create the uh, processes that you need to reduce those emissions is a fantastic place to start.
0: Okay, so Joe, with all of this, discussion that we've had how do you see the future of ad production
2: I think we're at a really exciting time I think you know talking to people on an almost daily basis about how they're sort of using the calculator what they what they're seeing it can do and how it impacts on their conversations I think we're going to see you know changes happen over the next few years where you know there'll be increased conversation about this topic I've heard of you know sustainability being mentioned and specifically carbon measurement in briefs um you know sort of more engagement across teams across all the different sort of entities working to create advertising work and I think as I mentioned sort of you know brands having the opportunity to assess scripts based on carbon impact as well as budget and creative impacts Um, and and I think there's an opportunity for um freelancers as well so freelance production people you know just as I used to be to sort of use or demonstrate their carbon literacy skills that they might have got through training through using the tool in order to win work and production companies and agencies seeing sort of similar opportunities as well, sort of being able to demonstrate that they understand the impacts that, you know, adept at creating really creative work on reduced carbon budgets and thinking about, you know, their sort of production impacts over time. You know, last year we did X on production next year, we should aim for this. If, you know, if people are working towards a a net zero goal, there's got to be some milestones in between. And, you know, once you kind of have that baseline for your own output, of production you can then start to think about how to reduce it and you know what are the biggest things do we need a new travel policy are we kind of not thinking about when we travel and when we don't are we you know not using led led lights as standard you know, all those sorts of things will start to come into play as people get more carbon literate and understand their impacts um you know more clearly so i think it's a really exciting time
0: thank you very much joe and tracy from your perspective particularly advising lots of big advertisers how do you see the future for ad production
1: uh, so, I mean, I think if um, Joe and I had our way, we would see a complete 360 transition to net zero productions in the next 12 months, wouldn't we, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's probably not highly likely to happen. But seriously, um I do believe that now we have the ability to track and, and measure the carbon footprints of advertising production specifically. Um, we are in a position to be able to change the way we are uh, our, our, our entire process when it comes to ad production and change the way we shoot uh, going forwards into the future. Um, I mean, there's the emergence uh, that Joe touched on earlier, the emergence of uh, virtual production and technology to support complete step change from a production perspective. I mean, that in itself has the ability to completely tip the um, traditional production process on its head. And regardless of the debate around the sustainability of those types of studios at at the moment, I think the reality is that technology is also likely to be a huge contributor to our journey going forwards. And I and I think, or I hope at least, that we are standing on the precipice of fundamental long term change to production processes across the board. And and finally, just touching on something Joe was just saying there um, as well about the the way we. Um, Perceive productions and the way we evaluate their effectiveness i would uh love to see and this isn't the first time i've said this on a on an ad green or ad net zero forum so i guess i'm on a bit of a mission here but um with my years of as being a, a pitch consultant previously i i think adding uh having seeing sustainability have a value as part of the creative evaluation process both at creative development stage and at production triple bidding stage i think could be hugely powerful um you know uh, having um, those conversations about sustainability further upstream at creative concepting and creative evaluation stage, um, as well as uh, down the line when you're talking about triple bidding and choosing your production partners, having sustainability as one of those evaluation criteria or met, um, metrics, I think, would really create a massive difference in and in, in how sustainability is perceived and how important Uh, agencies and production companies see it as part of their um, their development process Uh, and I would really encourage uh, agencies to check out things like the change the brief alliance even um, so that they can start to bring those more sustainable ideas um, and uh, processes to their clients and also to clients to consider using the ad green calculator as part of their Triple bid process. As Joe touched on earlier, there, uh, we've 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 just started working with one of our clients in this way. There is a way to use the calculator as part of that triple bid process, so that you can use it as part of that evaluation criteria when you're making your decision about which production partners to go with. Um, and I do think this could be a, a very powerful development um, into the future.
0: Thank you very much. And finally, this podcast series is being issued in the run up to Advertising Week New York. So, Joe. Perhaps we could think about the context of AdGreen in the USA. You've already touched on its accessibility. What would you hope to see in 2023 uh, in terms of the the USA and AdGreen?
2: I think it would be wonderful to see an expansion of what we've already achieved in the UK. Obviously, we mentioned right at the start our supporters who are on our board and you know, we have the sort of main holding companies um, supporting us and, you know, many of their agencies are really actively engaged in the tool. And I think it would be great for that to expand to their offices in the US um, and for us to get, you know, more data into that tool and, and get to be able to, um, you know, issue some further insights and further benchmarks. You know, it's such a massive market. And I think if we can, you know, help them make that shift in the same way we have with the community in the UK, I think there's just a massive opportunity for us. Um, both in terms of reduction, but also in terms of just seeing what the current state of play is. Um, I think you know, with a bigger market comes bigger challenges in terms of um, you know accessing suppliers and different things, and you know understanding how things work on the ground. And there are obviously nuances in the US that are different to the UK. But I think it would be amazing to have that support in the US and um, sort of to expand on what we've already done in the UK. So it's it's very exciting.
0: And we're working closely with the 4As and the ANA, and we'll be engaging with all of the relevant trade bodies and uh, stakeholders in the production community in the U.S. to hopefully bring Ad green uh, even more, give it even more presence in the U.S. market and help the U.S. market on this journey. And Tracy, the last words from you. Obviously, you're, you're a U.S. headquartered company. Um, you're working with lots and lots of American clients. What's your view on the potential for Ad green in the U.S.?
1: Uh, I have high hopes for ad green launching in the US, Stephen. Uh, I really think that the uh, US audience are very ready uh, for uh, the ability to be able to um, measure and track um, their their carbon emissions in this space. Uh, I mean, we, we at APR are a very data-driven uh, organisation and the um, The engagement we get with our clients um, to a data driven uh, approach to um, new ways of working and working processes is um, immense. You know, so I think that actually launching something over there that's going to be enable them to understand exactly how to improve, where to improve and what to do. Uh, to make sure that they are um, hitting those targets that they have is going to be incredibly well received. And in fact, I already have uh, quite a lot of our clients chomping at the bit and and asking me regularly when it's going to be available and and when can they start to engage. So we already have a a pretty primed audience for us to, uh, to start to talk to within
0: the APR community. Thank you both very, very much for this conversation. I'll say to anybody listening particularly from the U.S. who is interested in hearing more about AdGreen to get in touch via our websites. Uh, as I said, we're working closely with the U.S. trade, so we'll be uh, watch out for more news on this at both AdWeek New York uh, and in the months following. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much again, Tracy from APR and Joe from AdGreen. And thank you all for listening to us today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Adnet Zero, making every ad a green ad. We hope you found today's session inspiring and helpful. If you want to join us on our path to net zero, make sure to check out adnetzero.com, a website giving you further resources and training, as well as information on how to become a supporter.